0: Thank you so much for joining us today on episode number 117 of the Real Life Runners Podcast. Today we're talking about belief. With the coming of the Christmas season, belief is something that we've been talking about a lot in our house. And with belief comes the idea of self-sabotage. Because if you truly don't believe that your outcome is possible, you will actually work against yourself.
1: This is the Real Life Runners Podcast, and we're your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running.
0: So, the Christmas season is upon us. Thanksgiving is over, and we are on to Christmas.
1: Oh, there's a very limited number of shopping days left. <laughs>
0: We're not going to talk about that tonight. But there's
1: six fewer than last year.
0: There's six few. Oh, because Thanksgiving was was late this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So with Christmas coming, um, we have a seven-year-old and a 10-year-old. So belief is one of the things that has been popping up a little bit more this year, um, which can be expected. And it made us think about belief in our running belief in the plan that we're following because you know goals are great plans are useful all these things are really good but what happens if you choose your goals and you choose the plan to get there but you just kind of keep missing along the way and I know that this has definitely happened to me before and you know, part of what we're going to talk about today is the idea of self sabotage because this is definitely something that I know that I do to myself in some, like sometimes in my running, but definitely in other areas of my life.
1: I think everybody's kind of prone to this, and running in in nutrition is a big one on yes, self sabotage. Yes. A big one of like, eh, it's not that big of a deal. I just have that cookie, mm-hmm. and it just, especially
0: around the holidays. Right? It's a yeah. it's a
1: very slippery slope where it's it seems subtle. It's almost absent minded at first, and the same thing happens with the running. Mm-hmm. But it happens in all aspects of life, and it's it's really is one of the crucial ingredients that I think is missing from a lot of uh, you know sort of standard training plans that you can find online. Mm-hmm. Is they don't put in the work to continue building and building and fostering this belief in yourself right. that the actual goal is possible it's sort of like oh yeah i'm aiming for this time and a half marathon plug in your goal time and poof the numbers just pop out and mm-hmm. if you hit the numbers you should magically do it you know we've said over and over again that There is no magic plan that if you do XYZ, you get this result automatically. And part of it is because you need the belief behind it. Otherwise, it doesn't matter what workouts you're doing, is the the race just isn't coming together. It might if your goal is not that huge. Then you can do some work and you can drop some time. But if you have some big out there goal, that kind of goal that kind of makes people around you go, ooh, I don't know about that one. You're not getting there unless you truly believe it's possible.
0: Yeah. I think that with belief also comes that identity also like taking on the identity of real life runner taking on the identity of someone who is capable of achieving that outcome because if you don't truly believe that you are the kind of person that will be able to achieve that outcome You will self-sabotage along the way, whether you realize it or
1: not. Yeah, whatever the goal is. You're going to go through, and the self-sabotage, we'll get into this as we go along, I think... um... It's better to start, I think, from the positive side of how how strong belief can help you, mm-hmm. and then we can talk about how lack of belief can actually hinder you in real subtle ways that you wouldn't expect that you're like, oh, that that is me actually just getting in my own freaking way.
0: Mm-hmm, totally, and I think that you also hit on this really well too. Like, you can download all sorts of training plans off the internet, and the, you can have a nice schedule of how many miles you're supposed to run at what paces. But a, a, even if you do it you know to the letter if you don't work on the mindset behind the goal then that goal will be less likely you will be less likely to achieve that goal because you haven't put in the work in the mental aspect of the training
1: and the the bigger and crazier the goal the the trickier the mindset is. I mean, you talk with pro athletes, they are constantly working on the mindset, like someone who's trying to qualify for the Olympic trials or to go from the trials and be one of the top people selected to the Olympics. Mm-hmm. If they don't believe it, yeah. you know, then they do things and they, they overtrain themselves. I just saw a post that someone put up on Twitter, if they're like four years ago when they were in this cycle, they were so overtrained because they thought the only possible way that they could do it is if they trained through the roof mm-hmm. and they ended up completely Burned out and didn't even make it through the race. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like, well, that's because you didn't really believe. So you thought, well, if I just overtrain. Then, I can possibly achieve the goal, but mm-hmm. what has to happen is the belief must come first, and then you do the appropriate level of training,
0: yeah, you have to buy in, you know right. you have to buy into what that level of training is, and I think that this is something that plagues a lot of people sometimes as well, especially people that are like trying to lose weight, um they try they tend to like you said over train over exercise so that they're really Sabotaging their entire weight loss because then they overtrain, then they're actually hungrier. So then they actually eat more without even realizing that they're eating more. Um, And they think it's just this do more mentality that we really have that our society just tells us over and over like you need to do more, do more, do more. And it's really the recovery that is very important in a lot of these instances, not only for hitting. You know, goals in your running, but also losing weight. Like your body needs sleep and your body needs to actually be able to recover for you to do that. Otherwise, it's just like in fight or flight mode all the time, being constantly stimulated and releasing your cortisol hormones, which is just holding on to your fat. And you're really just getting in your own way by trying to you know, work off that piece of pie or whatever it is that you have in your head, you know? I mean...
1: <laughs> I an extra piece of pie, I'm going to go in six more miles. Well, that might not be the best plan. But, but
0: that's what some people do. You know, they punish themselves because they're like, oh, well, I ate that. So I'm going to have to go burn that off now. It's like a totally different mentality. Right, which
1: just took in two negatives. Then you just made food a bad thing that mm-hmm. you were punished. So I did this thing, which should have been delicious right. and may have been. And now you you twist it, you made it a bad thing and you say, now I have to go right running. So now running is a punishment exercise Mm -hmm. for you giving yourself a treat instead of eating something delicious. And then also being able to enjoy the exercise and the strength and power of your body. Mm -hmm. Let's flip both of those to a positive.
0: Right. Exactly. Because that's really what, that's really how we feel about it. Um, so, Getting back to the concept of belief. So you just have to believe, right? If, if, to, if you want to make it possible, all you need is to believe it's possible.
1: It sounds ridiculous. Yeah. It sounds truly ridiculous. And part of it is the word just, okay? Because you just have to believe, in fact, is complete crap. <laughs> Because just believing is not going to get you anywhere, but you have to believe is legit. Mm -hmm. Like that is straight up. You have to do it. You have to believe. Right. If you only have belief, you're not getting anywhere blind faith of like, oh, this is going to happen. It it will happen is not actually getting you any sort of results. Right. Um, you know, I, I kind of put a, a joke into the, the outline we have here of if you sit on the couch and just go to town at the entire tub of ice cream and tell yourself, I am losing weight. I am going to be lighter tomorrow. You're not. Yeah. <laughs> It <laughs> doesn't matter how much you believe yeah. in it.
0: It doesn't actually work unless you put in the work, obviously. But that's the point, is that in order to put in the appropriate level of work that is going to get you the results that you want, you have to start with that belief. You do have to believe that your outcome is possible. Or are, you're at least at the point where you believe that you're willing to experiment, you're, you're, that you're going to go
1: all in on it. Yeah, the experiment. Even if you're not like... You know, we like to say that the the success is guaranteed mm-hmm. and that's tough to buy into sometimes. Yes. But if you believe that the success is a legitimate possibility, that's at least a good step in the right direction.
0: Right. And I think that this is one of the things that sometimes it's hard to go from where you are with your self-limiting beliefs and like the, the negative messages that you might be telling yourself, which we all have. We all have negative messages that we tell ourselves On a daily basis like I know that I catch myself in it all the time and I have become way more aware of these messages because I've consciously made an effort to become more aware of my thinking patterns. And so unless you actually are keeping track of this and trying to become aware of the stories that you're telling yourself especially the negative ones you most of the time don't even realize that you're doing it. And sometimes it can be hard. Once you do start to realize this, it can sometimes be hard to flip from whatever negative story you're telling yourself to "I believe that I am going to do this," like whatever that might be, because you're going from one extreme to the other.
1: As soon as they say it's too extreme of a jump. Yeah.
0: So sometimes a helpful, like intermediate step would be like, instead of saying like, I am a fast runner. I am a Boston qualifier. If that's too hard for you to wrap your head around right now, you can say, I'm becoming the kind of person who dot, dot, dot. Or I'm beco- becoming the kind of runner who will cr- qualify for Boston or, you know, who will achieve a PR in a half, in the half marathon, who will run under two hours in the half marathon, whatever that might be. Like, I think that it's much easier sometimes to start with that kind of a sentence. Like I'm becoming the kind of person who will do this.
1: Right. But you, you need to start with something. You need a, a, a belief inside of you so that you've got something that you can actually accept as a true statement. Because once you've got this belief, your mind says that's a true statement and then you will work to make that statement true. Mm -hmm. So if you ever get evidence to the contrary, you will either dismiss that evidence, you'll try and justify that that was like an exception because you've told yourself this fact in your head. So you better tell yourself that you're fit, you're fast, you're healthy, you're these things so that... All of the signs point towards you wanting to reinforce that fact, right? If you got, you think that you're a slow runner and one day, uh, let's say it's the first time you've ever tried strides and you're like, Ooh, I was kind of moving there. If you've got this idea in your head that you're a slow runner, you're just going to blow that off and be like, oh, well, that doesn't really count. I'm not actually a fast runner. Those were just strides. I only did it for 20 seconds. I'm not really a fast runner, Mm -hmm. but that's a sign that you were running fast. Therefore, you're a fast runner. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's there. It's all a matter of perspective.
0: Yeah. But you're going to use it as like, you're going to justify against it. Like you're going to see that as an outlier. Right. Right. Unless you actually believe that this is a possibility, you're going to see that as an outlier and not actually a part of who you are.
1: Right. If you start accepting that you have the potential to be a fast runner, then strides are the first little twinkle of, "oh, look at that speed that I have inside of me.
0: It's the first level of proof. Right. It's the first piece of your evidence file.
1: Right. You started putting evidence, but if you're thinking, I'm a slow runner, that's not first evidence. That goes against your belief, and so you'll just completely dismiss it. Yeah.
0: It'll just go away. Right. Yeah. Because the, here's the thing that's pretty amazing about our brain, because our brain treats beliefs as facts. Like our brain does not actually know the difference between something that's true and something that's false except for what we tell it. Like if we tell ourselves that something is this way, then our brain is going to believe it. Like that's just what happens. There is no like line in our brain that this, this one is a fact and this one is an opinion. Like are there are just Sets of beliefs in our brain, and this is pretty cool because this is proof that you can actually change your brain and change your thinking. Because a belief is simply something that you've repeated to yourself over and over and over again, and you've repeated it so many times that your brain now believes it as a fact,
1: right? It's completely accepted as a fact and it's hardwired it in as a fact. Mm -hmm. Your brain doesn't like to change hardwiring, electrical work is difficult, okay? So As soon as it says this is a a solid fact, it does not want to be forced to change. Mm -hmm. It doesn't want to say I was wrong and try and rewire itself. That's why it's so easy to stay where we're at. It's so difficult to move out. That's why... The the work of trying to get yourself faster, trying to get yourself healthier, trying to get yourself to a higher position in, in life, at work, in your family, whatever, has to start not with diving in and digging as deep as you possibly can, but it has to start between your ears. You've got to actually accept that you are that kind of person, that this is the new fact that you're telling yourself, that you are a healthy person. You are a fit person. You are a fast person. And your brain will then start treating that as the true fact.
0: And start finding evidence to prove that that is true as well. Because the crazy thing about the way that our brains work is that Most of us, or maybe even all of us at some point in time, like we would rather stay where we are and be unsatisfied in a lot of situations than change our minds. I mean, how ridiculous is that?
1: Right. To say you just got to believe sounds ridiculous, but that... That is truly ridiculous. Right, because... We would rather stay unsatisfied.
0: Yeah, because it's easier. Like, it's easier to stay unsatisfied because at least we know that feeling. We know that place. Like, yeah, we're not happy, but if we do something different change is unknown like change is scary change could be worse than where i am right now yeah
1: i'm not at a 10 i'm at like a six out of 10 but if i try this i might be a five or a four yeah or maybe even a two yeah don't worry that you have you have more places to go up the brain right. always thinks that change is going to go bad
0: well i think that's partly you know because of the way that we're hardwired like evolutionally to protect Ev- ourselves evolutionarily
1: evolutionarily
0: is that the word i'm looking for
1: sure yeah, yeah Say. Tooth tigers.
0: <laughs> so, um, no, but it, I think I'm just making up words now, but basically we, our brains are hardwired to protect ourselves for survival, right? So we as humans, because of the saber tooth tigers, like we are, are wired to look for the dangers in our life. So even though, you know, you might not be totally satisfied with where you are right now. At least you know it's kind of safe.
1: Right. If you you feel safe, you feel secure, it might not be the greatest spot, but it's not dangerous. And unknown, because it's unknown, is automatically dangerous, Mm -hmm. according to your brain. Your brain will tell you that. Or that's just a belief, and you can rewire that thing also, which is a little trickier to do of telling yourself that change and unknown is not dangerous. It's exciting.
0: Exactly. So to create true change in your life, you must first change your mindset because if a belief is simply something that we have repeated over and over again, this makes it awesome because now if we want a new belief, we just have to change what we repeat to ourselves over and over again. And then that new thing will then turn into our own belief, our, our new belief system, our new truth.
1: I mean, this is why having, you know, health mantras, running mantras, life mantras actually are successful because you're literally repeating positive things to yourself mm-hmm. over and over again. Your brain hears it over and over again and it sticks. Mm-hmm. You know, the same way that the little kids' song that they put on repeat over and over again in the radio just sticks in your head, so does positive things you say to yourself, that it's going to stick. And well, it's going to actually have a more lasting positive impact than the 8,000th time that you've heard the new Frozen soundtrack.
0: Oh, come on. Do not. (laughs) Oh, do not even go there. That new Frozen soundtrack is amazing.
1: Also life-changing and full of positive mantras.
0: I agree with that. 100%. And I love the Frozen 2 soundtrack.
1: I know. And I saved myself there.
0: (laughs) So, all right, moving on. So if you change the way that you look at something, that thing will then change. Like, it's all about perspective because there are simply situations in life, right? There, like, you can move the goal from impossible to difficult. Like, stop telling yourself that it's impossible and just t- tell yourself, okay, that's going to be tough. Like, it's going to be hard for me to get there, but it is possible. Change, in instead of saying, like, Oh, this is difficult. Now you can move it to challenging. Like instead of saying, oh, that's going to be really difficult, you can just like, okay, that's challenging, but I'm up for the challenge.
1: Right. Keep moving in a positive direction. Because yeah. impossible, no one's going to work towards an impossible goal. If you think it's impossible, why are you trying in the first place? Yeah. But difficult, some people are like, ooh, that's difficult. I want to step up to it. And some people are like, hmm, I'm not doing difficult. So then flip difficult to challenging. Because right. some people, oh, I'm up for the challenge. Yeah. Like that sounds like a good thing to say, but you're not up for difficult. No one wants, to right. do difficult. Like, so whatever word it is that kind of gets you like excited about whatever that thing is, make it that word. Yeah. Don't make it impossible because impossible seems overwhelming because it is, it says impossible. It's built in.
0: Right. Because really problems don't actually exist. Now this is going to, you guys stick with me for a second here. Okay. Cause this is going to go a little bit down into the rabbit hole a little, but problems do not actually exist. We simply have situations in our lives and we choose to call them problems. It's all about our perspective. So something happens and we're like, oh, shoot, I got a problem. You know, like it's, it's your perception of the situation. The situation itself is not a problem. It's your perception of the situation that makes it a problem. So therefore, you now have control over how you perceive and frame that problem or that situation in your mind. So you can change it away from being a problem into this is now just a situation that I have to to handle or that I have to figure out or that I have to deal with.
1: Right. This is a challenge. This is something that I have to solve because if there's a a so-called problem – I like to look at it from the perspective of, of being a teacher. Like in in physics class, we have problems. All the problems have an answer. Mm-hmm. And most of the answers are actually in the back of the book. And shoot, I got the teacher's version, so they're just written in the <laughs> margins. Problems have answers. It's a given. Like that's, that's how they work. And other people, you look at a problem and you're like, ooh, that's a problem. And some people immediately get overwhelmed by it don't get overwhelmed by it. If it's a problem, there's an answer. You just need to find the answer. That's the way to look at it. That problem doesn't have to be negative. Problem doesn't have to be bad. Problem can be good. Problem's just lesson to learn. Problem's how to progress to the next step.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that like, that's super important for us to realize because like you said before, if you frame something in your mind as impossible, you're not going to do the work to get there. Why would you ever do something that you think is impossible?
1: Yeah, I was really trying to grind this home with uh, with my freshman class today because some of them are really kind of slipping a little bit the wrong direction in their grades and we're rapidly approaching the end of the semester. And they've gotten to the point where they've taken a test and didn't do well and then taken a test and didn't do well and taken a test and didn't do well. And so now when they've got a test coming up in their head, they're like, well, I'm not gonna do well because I never do well on these tests. Mm -hmm. They put an absolute in- They've already told
0: themselves. They've told
1: themselves I can't do this. I'm not good at biology. This class is impossible. He's a really hard teacher, his tests are impossible. And they've put themselves with so many negatives on top of it that there's no way that they're not going to bother studying for the test because they've already told themselves that they're going to fail the test. So if you know you're going to fail, right. why would you try at it? Mm-hmm. And that just guarantees that you're then going to fail, which brings us into our next point here of self sabotage
0: self sabotage right because we have these things that are called limiting beliefs right and and basically what these are are these are beliefs that we have that limit us from doing the things that we want to do whether or not we are aware of them or not consciously because most of the time these limiting beliefs are unconscious most of the time you have to really really dig to figure out What the heck is limiting you? And you might have to go through a lot of layers of the onion to try to figure that out and be like, oh, that stemmed from that one situation when I was like 16 years old and this is what happened and that created a belief in me. And then like you can basically look at the chain of actions that you've taken since that point that have all reinforced that belief.
1: Right, it's why people that suggest that well, the past is in the past. I'll just leave that there, which I think I also just quoted Frozen on that one. Um, that you can just—I w- I won't sing it. You can just put it back there and ignore it. You can't. Like whatever happened in the past got you to where you are, and—and and this one's a fun one. It was supposed to happen. It was supposed to happen exactly like that because you are where you are supposed to be.
0: You've come so
1: far. I know, just literally over the last week. I was in not a happy place like a week ago and I've really been been working hard the last few days to get myself back in this much better, much more helpful, positive frame of mind. I was literally trying to help a class of 30 freshmen today try and reframe their minds so they have a chance of passing a biology test. Mm -hmm. Like that was, I was not capable doing that like a week ago i was not in the best place like because we all slip back into this negative mode yeah it doesn't matter how much you've been working at this you don't get to the point where you're just like all right boom i've done it i've mastered all of my mindset training yeah (laughs) right i have achieved enlightenment i should just hover above everybody now it's not how it works well it's the same
0: thing with running too (laughs) like when do you actually achieve it like, when are you done? Like, you you don't just like, hey, okay, well, you know what? There it is. I ran my marathon. Now I'm done. Like, I mean, some people do, but those people, I would argue, aren't truly runners. Like, I mean, they're definitely they're, not
1: real life runners. They're definitely
0: not real life runners. You know, they they had a bucket list race and they probably wouldn't be listening to this podcast, you know, if if that was the, the
1: case. But we it, may have people who had a bucket list race, but then that turned them into, runners. Turned them into a runner right. somewhere in the training. They're like, you know. Maybe this won't be my only race. Maybe this might be my only marathon. Yeah. But I kind of enjoyed this whole running thing. But a lot of runners aren't done. I mean, I follow Elliot Kipchoge online. Shoot, he put up on his Instagram today, it's him doing like leg presses because he's still rolling. Yeah. Like it's not like... Like he just
0: broke two hours of feet that like people did not think was humanly possible. Yeah. Two hours in the marathon. He did it. And... He's now on, he's gonna keep going. Yeah,
1: he's off on training runs. Yeah. He's, and he's off on training runs with like his crew of thirty people. Like he's just one of the people in his training group and they're all just going to go keep pushing forward.
0: Right, right. So these limiting beliefs that we have, they have a sneaky way of slipping in and derailing our plans in the form of self-sabotage. And again, we're most of the time not even aware that this is happening. Like that is super important for us to point out because it's not like we're like oh, you know what? I don't really believe this is possible so I'm going to not do what I need to do. Like that's not usually what happens. No,
1: because we think that we actually have belief in it. It's when we don't have this like hundred percent belief. It's when we can't actually go all in when we're like, oh yeah, it's possible. But in the back of our mind, we're like, no, it's not, it's not <laughs> possible at all. Cause if you don't think it's possible, if you're just pretending to believe in your ability or your potential or your happiness, you're never reaching hundred percent. You're going to, uh, just sort of almost try hard enough. Because you don't believe. So then you're saying, well, I can't actually reach this level. And then you're going to do the actions that say, I can't get to that level. And so then when you don't reach that level, you can then say, look, I was right. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah, like it's
0: like this mental satisfaction that like you didn't achieve your goal, and you did, you really didn't believe that you could achieve it, and so you when you didn't, you're like, see, I knew I couldn't do it.
1: Right? It's a it's an I told you so to yourself. To yourself, like, <laughs> haha, I was right. You were right that you didn't reach your goal. Is that something to celebrate? Because that doesn't sound like something to celebrate. Right. But we do it
0: all the time. Oh, we
1: do it all the time. All
0: of us are guilty of this. Like, and it's just, it's this self-fulfilling prophecy. Like you don't truly believe it. And so you don't actually achieve it. And then it just becomes this like very weird cycle.
1: I'm glad that you threw out the term self-fulfilling prophecy because people use this term and they always put it as negative.
0: You think so? I,
1: I it seems like every time it's always put there as a negative, like, oh, didn't think this was going to happen. And then that came true. What if you flipped it? Mm-hmm. Like, what if you actually did believe the term self-fulfilling prophecy would then suggest that your belief means that it's going to happen?
0: Ooh, I like that. But I think that that's, that's an excellent way to look at it too. Um, but it, when we were talking about this part of something else kind of came up that I was thinking about and because you said something about how you have to believe a hundred percent in order for you to have the possibility of achieving that goal. But I don't think that that's necessarily true that you have to be like a hundred percent believing because I know that there's been times before like in my running where I didn't really believe that I was as fast as I was like I I I think that I I did have a belief that it was possible. So maybe that's the difference. Like maybe there's belief in the possibility. But there are definitely times – like I've hit times before where I didn't think that I was that fast. But then I did it anyway.
1: Yeah, I think there's there's a couple of things going on in there. You have to be – open to the possibility. Mm. Like, you don't have to be like, yes, this is happening today. I am crushing this goal. It's a given that I am PRing. Like, that's maybe actually too overconfident in something. And then that might not actually work against you. That could actually go against you. But you have to be open to the possibility. You have to be open to accepting all outcomes of the experiment Mm. as a possibility. But the other thing is, if you go into a race, let's say that you're trying to break 30 minutes in the 5K, and you're like, I I don't think I can break 30 minutes in the 5K, and you go out and you run 2930, and you go out and run 2930 telling yourself I can't break 30 minutes, what happens if you Did believe. Yeah. Like, what happens if you really were fully believing that you could do it? How fast could you actually be?
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, the times that I've kind of proven myself wrong, it's not necessarily that I didn't believe it. I guess I just hadn't necessarily thought about it. Like, some of the times I'm thinking about are um, when I was trying to break 27 in the Mm -hmm. 5K. Like, the first time I was like, I, I hit. Twenty-seven, seventeen, like twice in two back-to-back races which was crazy I know like the exact same time and I'm like seriously like I couldn't even PR by like a second and then it, it was like one of those question marks but like I really did believe I was faster I just wasn't sure how much so I wanted to break 27 and then I ended up going into the race and breaking 26 like I was you know I ended up in the 25s like mid 25s too I think I was like Twenty-five, twenty-one, or something
1: right you had and I
0: didn't I didn't know I could be that fast
1: you didn't know you could be that fast but you yeah. knew you were faster than 27 so you went in with mm. at least you know the positive mind frame of I I am very likely to PR in this race yeah I think I, know I knew I'm that faster I was. than 27 yeah but and you didn't cap it you weren't like I am fashion twenty seven, but I'm not twenty one. Okay, like you didn't put a cap on it anywhere. Oh, so you were so just then like, that's
0: maybe a really good thing to point out. Like just being open to the possibility of better. Yeah. can sometimes be helpful.
1: Right, because I've we get kids that ask me this. We've had athletes that have asked me this. People that were coaching currently. They're like, how. F- fast can i really be mm-hmm. the last thing i want to do is cap somebody right yeah they're you don't like, want
0: to say a number and then they're actually faster than that exactly right. because
1: like uh i think you might be able to run 20 minutes and then they're going out there especially if you got like a very numbers oriented person mm-hmm. they're like all right coach said i can do 20 minutes so i better hit a 640 and then another 640 and the, and like well what if you took it out even faster than that and you felt fine like that's okay, yeah. but you know if I say twenty minutes and a kid's like super on the numbers with it, and they're like, "Okay well that means this has to be my first mile. If they go any faster than that, they'll panic at the one mile because mm-hmm. they're like I'm going way too fast right. I definitely can't do it. Coach said that that was as fast as I can possibly go, yeah, so I, I get a little nervous telling anybody numbers,
0: yeah, I mean that was kind of the experience that I had it in the Key West half marathon also because yeah. um, I went in knowing that I could run faster than I had run in the past. Like my PR at that point in time was like a one fifty eight fifty nine, And I knew I was faster than that. I was thinking like probably – I was shooting for like around 155-ish was kind of my goal going into it. And so when I went out and I was running, I felt really good in those first couple of miles. And like miles two and three, I hit like an 808 and an 809 split. And I was like – oh, wow, I'm going too fast. Like that was like the first thought. And then I'm like, yeah, but I feel really good. So I'm just going to go with it and see what happens. Like, and I just went, I decided to instead of like freaking out and pulling back, I just went into it like, okay, this is going to be a giant experiment. Let's see what happens. I might crash and burn, but – then I'll know.
1: And I mean, there's worse places to crash and burn than the middle of Key West. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's the worst that happens? You have a hurricane afterwards and life is going to be okay.
0: Oh, my goodness. What do you mean you have a hurricane? Oh, like a, the drink? The drink. Oh, the drink, not the not the storm. Not
1: the storm, the drink. It's got all sorts of fruit juice and I'm sure plenty <laughs> but, of rum. Yeah,
0: we'll head Margaritaville <laughs> Perfect. And, and call it a day. So, you know, it's one of those things that like, what kind of self-fulfilling prophecy do you have? Like, are you doing the the negative self-fulfilling prophecy where you're sabotaging yourself or are you believing and allowing your self-fulfilling prophecy to be more positive?
1: Nice. All right. So uh, the next thing I want to get into here is um, when you want the result so that you can then accept the identity. When you're like, all right, I could be a fast runner, but I want some proof that I can be a fast runner before I can say I'm a fast runner.
0: Oh, okay. You want the result before you can accept the identity. Like yeah. you need something to you allow you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You want you want plenty of proof sitting out there. I was yeah. actually talking with uh Random student came into my classroom after school and just sat down literally like I'm working at my computer, and he just comes in, and goes, "Hey, and sits down in the desk next to me and just starts chatting me up
0: and he was not your student.
1: I taught him last year okay like he he had thirty minutes before his practice and he just rolled into my classroom and' was like, "Hey, <laughs> hey, buddy <laughs> <laughs> how's it
0: going so so what was he talking about?
1: Uh, you know, sports and various things, and he he, he is not a runner. Um, he plays, he plays ball sports. He has great hand-eye coordination. Um, he's actually remarkably talented lacrosse goalie. Mm -hmm. Um, but he was talking about this kind of stuff about, um, training with an appropriate championship attitude Mm -hmm. and how there are people that, that are on his team that have the right frame of mind. And there's other people that look around and they're like, uh, maybe if we win a few games, then I think that we'll be good and the season hasn't started there's months until the season started yeah. and you need to be training hard in these months he goes but they're not they're not bought in yet that's the problem is they're waiting until we win some games to buy in so that they can do it mm-hmm. but if we don't train really hard right now we're not going to go and win those games.
0: That's so interesting that he like chose you to come in and have this conversation with.
1: But I was an amazing chemistry teacher to him.
0: Yeah, but, <laughs> but, but why did he choose today to come in and have this conversation with you or the other day?
1: Uh, his friends are not at school because I'm guessing. This is just a guess, but his friends are not at school because one is on retreat and uh-huh. one is probably homesick because there's probably the group that he normally hangs out with yeah. between the end of school and practice. And there's a few of the kids out of his group that I know are on retreat this week. Mm-hmm. So he thought, I'm just going to pop by Mr. Brown's class.
0: Okay. That's cool.
1: I just thought it was very interesting that he came in and that the conversation went that direction. I didn't mm-hmm. steer it that direction. He did. Yeah, And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Cause that's what I just finished outlining about was like having the appropriate mindset of you can't, you can't wait to have the results and then buy in. Mm-hmm. You have to buy in first so that you'll do the actions to get the results. Uh, It seems crazy because you want the evidence that you can say, look, look at all these signs that I can be a fast runner. Now I'm going to be a fast runner, but it's backwards.
0: Right. Yeah, because if you don't believe, then you're going to continue to miss that goal because wanting the evidence before you accept that identity is actually a trap.
1: Right. It's, it's what sets you up to unconsciously work to make sure that you keep missing your goals because you haven't actually accepted the identity. So you're telling yourself that you're not that thing and your brain wants to keep being correct. It doesn't want to be wrong.
0: Yeah. Your brain is working to keep you in alignment with your beliefs. So if you believe that you are a slow runner, or if you believe that you're not capable of achieving that goal, then you're, that's actually what's going to happen. You're going to do things that are going to give you that result. So this can manifest itself in like skipping workouts, shortcutting your runs, Picking and choosing parts of the plan and not following the plan as a whole, like all doing all of those types of things, like that's going to make it less likely for you to achieve the success that you want.
1: Right. And those are kind of some like clear ones. Like if you're hit or miss on doing workouts, you're clearly just, you're almost going out of your way to sabotage yourself, but there's some subtle ways that you don't even realize that. It's you working against yourself, but it is. Mm -hmm. It's because you're not seeing the potential. You're not really fully bought in. Things like losing some sleep, staying up a little bit too late where you're missing your sleep so you don't get the recovery, taking on extra tasks at work, yeah, volunteering to be the chair of something, to lead this department, like whatever it is, mm-hmm. taking on all this extra work so that you don't have the time in your schedule that you used to have to get in your workouts.
0: But not only the time, but also the mental energy for it too. Because if you're taking on extra tasks or extra roles at work, then that's going to drain you of some of your mental energy, especially if it's a new task because anytime you take on new tasks, there's a learning curve. Like you're going to have to use more mental energy to learn new tasks at the beginning until they become more habitual and you understand them better. And so that's going to be taking that mental energy and, you know, mental energy and physical energy are very related, you know, so it's going to kind of start to suck, you know, suck you dry in that respect. And that's going to roll over into your
1: workouts yeah and i mean from a nutrition perspective poor eating yep you know like the little snack here and there that doesn't seem like much but it, it adds up mm-hmm. like dessert after this meal and the next one and the next one especially as the holidays approach yeah i mean there's lit- like perpetually treats in the teacher's lounge yeah. every day in both of them like sometimes they show up every once in a while at the start of school but now we've hit between thanksgiving and christmas there are always oh, yeah. treats always. It's insane
0: yeah thank goodness cross-country is and isn't now with like our girls in the teacher's lounge after school doing their homework. Oh,
1: my word. Be We'd be insane. like fighting
0: with them every single day because they want something.
1: <laughs> hey, um, but one of the other big ones, kind of a general one of looking at this is simply creating obstacles that are not there, Yeah, that are not there in the first place, or just making up obstacles that don't need to be there at all, Yeah, like going out of our way, like and I forget, you You were talking to me about this one of when things are going smoothly, people naturally put obstacles in their way because they don't like a smooth path.
0: Yeah, it's the weirdest thing.
1: <laughs> we it's, all think we want a smooth path. It's the
0: strangest phenomenon. Like we literally create fake obstacles that don't need to be there. Like we make the road harder for some reason. And I don't quite understand it. Again, I just think it's like this concept of self-sabotage and, and that – stems from these limiting beliefs that we aren't aware of, you know, so that we're not fully accepting this mindset of abundance and the mindset of being able to achieve the things that sh- that we want. So these fake obstacles kind of just start popping up. And these tend to be things in our life that are lower on our priority list, like, you know, that you might usually not give too much attention to but like all of a sudden they become really important
1: right you know if if you've got big goals in your life in whatever area of your life if they're big goals they should probably be pretty high on your priority list you know in all the areas of your life you kind of rank them you can prioritize them and you got a big goal in like priority number one and suddenly priority number 12 has this tiny menial task and you're like oh well, I have to do that. Yeah. Like
0: rearranging the garage.
1: Yeah. No, I, I can't get to that today because I must mow the lawn. You definitely can't push that till tomorrow. Right. You know, like there's, there's little things that show up and suddenly they become have to do's. Those are obstacles that you're putting in your path that don't need to be obstacles. Mm -hmm,
0: Exactly. And this takes us into, the thinking pattern of be, do, have. Now we've talked about this on previous podcast episodes and if you're in our Real Life Runners Training Academy, we definitely have lessons regarding this th- method of thinking because this is where it all comes down to. And and this is basically the summary of what we've already been talking about today in this episode. It's being the person so that you will do the actions that will allow you to have the results that you want. And A lot of times people think about it backwards. People think that they have to have the thing, you know, before they become the person. Like they think, I have to have the evidence first, like what you were just saying. I have to prove to myself that this is who I am. And then I can become that person. Then I can become a faster runner. Then I can become a better mom. Then I can become whatever it is. When in reality, it's completely flipped on its head. Like you have to be that person first. Then you will take the actions necessary To have the results that you want.
1: Right. So you have to accept that you are the final product. And that's your belief. And because that's your belief, that becomes a fact that you are telling yourself. And this is an identity level. I am this. It is a core identity level belief. If you say I am, that becomes a defining thing of yourself. And so you're going to work really hard to make sure that that is a truth that you're sticking with. Right. Because your, your brain has accepted that as a truth. So if you say, I am a runner that's going to, that's, that's a core to you now. So you are going to go and do the things that runners do. You're going to head out the door and go run. You're not going to be able to e- as easily miss workouts or, you know, eat poorly or things that are going to set you up for sabotage because you've accepted this as an identity level. So that sets you up for success. You you set in the the like the true belief, which becomes a fact. And then you work from there.
0: Right. And, and again, like if you're in our training Academy, like we've got exercises for you guys to do, to really start to cement this, um, and, and things that you can work on in your daily life that can help to cement this idea in your head to make it true for you and then allow you to then start operating out of that identity. So make sure you go into the Academy and check that out. So with all of this, we basically get down to where is your focus right now? Like what beliefs are you telling yourself? Like do you actually believe that the outcome is possible? Because without real belief – You will see signs that are going to verify your inability to do something. You're going to find things that are going to prove that you are not capable of achieving that goal. Like you're going to ignore the good, you're going to see continuous failure, you're going to focus on the negative because that belief system isn't there and that your perception and your framing of the situation is to try to find things that are going to prove that you're not capable of it.
1: Right, the positive belief system isn't there. The belief is there. It's just it's not a belief that that you want to actually admit out loud because mm-hmm. it's not the good belief. It's the one that you're pretending. It's the one you have not actually accepted of uh I guess I could maybe be a runner. I guess I could be fast. I could be healthy, maybe, kind of, but you're not actually believing it. And so anytime something pops up that verifies that you're not, that's what you're going to cling to. And any signs that say that you are, you're going to ignore them. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then the opposite is true. With the good positive belief, you'll start seeing positive steps. You'll start seeing progress towards how you are becoming that thing. You've accepted that you are and you'll see steps that you're getting closer and closer to this vision that you have.
0: Mm-hmm. And then the missteps and the little hiccups along the way, you're just going to see those as lessons. Like you're going to see those as things that like, oh, that that was just like an abnormality. Like you're not going to see that as proof that you're not capable of things. You're going to just say, oh, that didn't go quite the way that I planned it to do? Like, what can I learn from that? Or you'll just kind of blow that off instead and just k- keep moving forward.
1: Right. So it's, it's the cliff notes of the, the be do have mindset is watch where your focus is. If you keep spotting things around you as signs that you're not achieving your goal, you might not fully believe that you Can achieve your goal. If throughout your day you keep seeing signs that you're getting closer and closer, that's you looking at all the positive signs. Look around and find the positives because that means that you actually believe the results can happen.
0: Right. And without that belief, you will continue to self sabotage yourself. And so becoming aware of your beliefs and your perceptions of your abilities is the best way for you to avoid self-sabotage.
1: It's amazing that you've made it through this entire episode and you've not watched The Matrix because it's really spot on. Really? Yeah.
0: Mm, Maybe I'll have to watch it one day. We're going to have
1: to watch it at some point in time because it really covers this entire thing.
0: I bet you I watch Frozen 2 before I watch The Matrix. (laughs) Yet yet again, I (laughs) I should say. I should say that I will watch Frozen 2 multiple times, probably before I watch The Matrix. It does
1: have a better soundtrack. (laughs)
0: All right, so hopefully that was helpful for you guys to kind of see where you might be limiting yourself and holding yourself back from achieving the things that you want to achieve. And I think this is especially helpful as we end this year and go into the next year. Heck, we're going into a new decade. A you realize new this? Decade. Like, this is the last month of this decade. Like someone yeah, said no, you that- you told
1: me that two days ago and I'm like, wait, what?
0: Yeah, someone said that the other day and I was like, holy moly, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah, so as we move into a new decade, decade try to become more aware of your thought patterns and figure out the life that you want to live and the beliefs that you need to have in order to make that a reality and to become that person today
1: yes yeah, set up next year for success don't limit yourself through 2020 no one wants that yes. live the best life
0: live your best life and that takes us very nicely into our runner of the week this week nice you're not gonna do a drum roll. There it is. All right, so our runner of the week this week has an awesome backstory and she has been kicking butt with her races lately. Um her name is Stephanie Arshed. Woohoo! There it is. All right, so Stephanie's been awesome about posting um, a lot of her recent wins in the group lately. She just had a 10K that she PR'd in a few weeks ago, and she just last weekend ran her first half marathon in seven years. Wow,
1: that's nice. Yeah, and
0: she crushed it. She Like she said, she felt good. She felt strong afterwards. Um, So when we contacted her to let her know that we had chosen her as runner of the week, she sent us a great message back, and I'm going to read this because it really... It really is. It's super. So um, Stephanie, Stephanie writes, first, I haven't been anyone's anything of the week in a very long time. This is really touching. And I thank you so much. You are catching me on a hot streak, which is incredibly exciting. What you should know is that this has been years in the making. When I had my daughter, I sustained an unusual injury resulting in chronic pain, experimental treatments, and extraordinary frustration. My struggles have felt enormous and isolating. I made a bargain with myself. I figured if I couldn't control the pain I was in, then I would control my reaction to it. This is exactly what we've been talking about. So she goes on. Instead of laying in a medicated stupor, I was going to transform myself into an athlete again. I was going to run no matter how slow and ugly it seemed. So I ran, slow and ugly. I kept showing up for myself. Finally, I found a physical therapist that helped alleviate some of my pain. Yeah, PTs. Feeling better was just the beginning. I was still running like I was injured. I had to somehow restore my faith in my ability to train. This past October, I made a bargain with myself. This time, it was speed work. I went back to how I first started running, which was on a treadmill. You can't cheat on a treadmill, and it wasn't long before I saw the payoff in my performance. I had two game-changing races in the last few weeks, and to my surprise, I now feel the promise of untapped potential in my grasp." I can't wait to see what I do next. I'm sorry for the length of this. It's been an epic seven years.
1: <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, re- you can't cheat a treadmill. Some people hate running on treadmills. I love it. Yeah. Because you just said it and you're like, well, I, if I can't keep up, I guess I get shot into those machines behind me.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, she goes on to say, My favorite part of RLR is the fitspo on Instagram. The quotes are always fitting to where I am in the training cycle. Most importantly, I feel that my own physical therapist is speaking to me through Angie's mini videos. They are literally my p- PT homework, and I do need reminders, so thank you.
1: Yeah, let's see. Yeah. Uh, people are always talking about how they love their physical therapist. I said, yeah, I know. I married my <laughs>
0: Yeah. So Stephanie, congratulations. We are just so, so happy for you that you have really taken control of your life. And I mean, there are so many people that with the level of chronic pain that it sounds like you were in, like, I don't know, you know, the details of what, what, um, you are going through, but when someone is in chronic pain, that's a really hard cycle to get out of. Yeah. And for you to just say, okay, I'm not going to be able to control this pain. So I'm going to Control my reaction to it. Like, that is amazing. Like, I wish that more people would take over that level of control over their lives.
1: Yeah, that is not an easy mind flip to do at all. No,
0: no. And it's like, you know, especially like, when you're so young, like right after you had a baby, like you're still so young, there's still so much life left and you totally took control. And that is so inspiring. And hopefully someone that's listening to this today, maybe feels inspired by that message and gets out there and and decides to take control of their life and um, their running and, and get back on the horse, maybe if, you know, depending on where they are in their running journey.
1: Or or just, you know, onto a treadmill. You don't have to ride a horse if you don't want to. I
0: mean, the, the treadmill can be like their horse. Sure. Are there any, like, horse-named treadmills?
1: No. No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. So congratulations, Stephanie. Thank you for sharing your journey with us. Please continue to post, you know, your, your daily wins and, um, highs and lows and everything in between in the tribe. And if you're not yet a member of our Facebook tribe, please, um, head over to rlrtribe.com to request access to our private Facebook group. And if you're not already, please follow us on Instagram at real life runners, um, and tag us in your posts and use the hashtag real life runners tribe so that we can find you. Um, we've been posting, you know, we want to share your stories as well, because you are the running community. You are the real life runners. And that's so much of what this podcast is about. Like, yes, it's, it's helping you to try to become the best version of yourself and the best runner that you can be. And we love, love, love seeing like all of your journeys, all of your wins along the way. So tag us so that we can help celebrate you and share your story with the world as well.
1: Everybody's always looking for a good reason to celebrate. Post your stuff so we can celebrate with you.
0: Yeah, there you go. Um, so as always, guys, thank you so much for spending this time with us today. We hope that you have a wonderful holiday season. This has been The Real Life Runners, episode number 117. Now get out there and run your life.